What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Oh, that purple bling bling, y'all. Christmas, y'all. You'll take uh, greetings, y'all. <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuned in to episode 232 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. course i'm not in the digital studio alone along with me got my partners in crime first on deck it's dez aka the bay area terror aka the high res lover hi everybody aka the cat daddy aka that gamer stepdaddy how's it going my friend it's going great you know um back from a week-long uh vacation was fantastic went to los angeles and saw um when saw the taping of the prices right that was fun did not get called up so don't worry about it i'm not gonna you know be jet setting away you know to a far away land not just yet and i didn't win a new car so so uh but it was fun seeing the new uh the new studio and all that good stuff i'm a huge prices right fan so and my hubby watches it all the time so uh yeah that was fun and then went to Universal Studios for two days, um, went and did the Super Mario Land, and it was great. Had a, had a lot of fun. Uh, as we've said on, this, uh, on the show before, Joe and I, uh, my hubby, are going to be going to uh, Japan uh, next year. We're going to be going to Universal Studios in Osaka um, to see that Mario Brothers. So it'll be really fun to see how both of them um, compared to each other, although I already know the one in Japan is going to be fantastic because when we're there, they're going to be opening up a new part of the park, which is going to be a Donkey Kong uh, area. So it's like, you know, Donkey Kong Kingdom. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. So it's probably going to be packed, but uh, super excited to be going. So, so yeah. And then uh, after that, I uh, came up to Fresno and saw uh, the family and saw Joe and saw Kev. And if you've been following uh, on our Discord, you'll see that Kev uh, has has made good on the steak bet. We we went out there and and had steaks and they had steaks. I didn't have steak. Um, I had catfish. It was good. Um, and you could have had a burger, man. I could have had a burger, but I said no. I said no. I know. I'm, I'm taking. Banked I'm taking, it. You banked I, I did. It. I banked it. I will be getting a a, a gourmet. A gourmet burger. Uh, I'm going to DoorDash you a, ha- a McDonald's hamburger right as we speak right now. You you better not. I mean, I'll eat it, but that won't count. Yeah, I know. I know it won't count. but I Free just, burgers are free burgers. So Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, that's pretty much. Oh, you know, and then and then saw my, my family because I won't be going to Christmas. Down for Christmas this year to Fresno. I'll be uh, staying home and celebrating it with the cats and some friends up here. So, so all in all, it was a great, great time. Um, so yeah, it was fun seeing these two, these two jokers, you know, and having having fun, having dinner with them, and you know, it, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys were around. So, but yeah, that's me. All right, yeah. and our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me, uh, Mr. Gravelly voice tonight, but um, hanging in there, just got a little bit of a virus kind of thing going on, but in the cut, don't matter, I'm here. You're doing okay? You're I'm doing good. Sounding pretty good. 
Yeah. All right. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. How are you doing? I am okay. I'm good. Uh, Desmond got to witness my arcade rage last night again for the first time in a while. So we went to my it's been a minute. Our friend Nick's house. Uh, he was hosting a UFC, but uh, basically it's like you know I go over there and oh yeah UFC that's great. Oh let me uh, see who's fighting and then go off and go to his arcade and start playing a bunch of arcade games. So that's <laughs> the main focus. So like I think there was a couple of games that are drawing my ire a bit. You know, um, I was playing uh, before Desmond got there. I was playing some Street Fighter Alpha Two and uh, completed the game with Ken on there so i got a little shoto scrub action going on so so um yeah i give it up to nick his uh, marvel superheroes his capcom dedicated uh, cabinet has multiple like uh capcom cps2 games on it and uh the button layout is i, I love the buttons that he placed on that machine and they're very um nimble and tactile i don't know what switches <laughs> are on there per se but uh you know, I definitely enjoyed playing that. And on that cabinet, too, where I was playing a little bit of uh, Vampire Savior, uh, the third Darkstalkers game. So, you know, that was a good time, too. Um, me and Des were playing off on the Neo Geo cab, too. So We played a bunch playing, of games. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, I was playing, like, World Heroes 2 and seeing how ridiculous, you know, number one and Mudman mm-hmm. and all other crap. So, And just how <laughs> and, slow those games played back in the day. Like, yeah. It's funny. It's like like there's everyone is just so floaty and it's just it's just different. Like games from back in the day to now are just completely different. I like our reflexes have gotten like crazy. So yeah. but we got some yeah. shooter action going too. We played mm-hmm. some strikers, nineteen forty five plus, I think. And yeah, Desmond was playing like Alpha Mission two and some and other stuff. Area something other. I can't remember the name. Oh, of the Arrow game. Fighters. Arrow Fighters. Yeah, Arrow Fighters, yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, uh, one game that I never played before, but I was like, oh my god, this game's fun. It's Sengoku 3, so so um, SNK had their, like, side-scrolling, like, belt games, kind of similar to, like, you know, Capcom's, like, Knights of the Round and, you know, uh, Warriors of Fate, that kind of thing, so, and so, um, you know, it was a, Sengoku is a series on Neo Geo that was kind of obscure. I think Sengoku 1 I played back in the day but Sengoku 3 was just way different and way better so yeah kind of a lot of graphical fidelity uh that i remember it kind of remind me almost of a of a um side-scrolling last blade just by the animation and that and everything so great so game I might, I might have to look back and and see if that's available on arcade archives or something so i could play it a little bit more in my leisure i played uh, with the, you too really good game yeah, I think you'd be interested in too, Kevin. I don't know if you remember Sengoku or not. Yeah, I do. I played the first two ones. I don't think I ever played three. Yeah, I never played three. So, and then the the one game that was getting my ire it was like I was like in it to win it, man. I was playing this game called Breakers Revenge. And yeah, it it, it was like, Ozone and Turbo came out and beat the crap out of him. It. It was hilarious. It was just <laughs> the, the CPU was just hell of a cheap. Hell of a cheap. So. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. But he he spent a lot of time, and I I swear to God, it would have been a lot of quarters had he uh had it been back in the day because he was like, Ugh! I was like, yeah, damn, Joe. I I kept continuing. I kept pushing forward, and I learned a little bit on some tales and that kind of thing. So it's bringing back those old 
old uh you know juices you know those old mechanics where you know you're actually learning you know and learning to be better block better you know attack you know so on and so forth so kind of missed that you know maybe that's something i'll have to dive in and play a one-on-one fighting game a little bit more i got street fighter 6 on my backlog that i've been needing to play so that might scratch that itch and i might could just go out and straight ass buy breakers revenge because it's on psn it's on they released the modern version for that with like a rollback net code actually so i'm thinking like damn this game's brutal but it's kind of really fun so kind of reminds me of a, a super enhanced fighters history dynamite or something you know kind of had gave me those vibes a little bit so let us know for sure but yeah right. I, th- I think you were very impressed by nick's arcade right des it was really nice nick nick's nick's the man he's got a really fun little arcade setup I shouldn't even say little. There. Like he's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how many cat, how many cabinets he had. Yeah. I don't know if you ever want to get a cabinet, Kev, but uh, you know Nick has has them down on lock just in case you ever th- thinking about it. So. I'd have to move because I ain't got no space for one here. There you go. <laughs> got it. You know, it might be a garage thing, but even the garage, you know, it's no, nah, I don't want to put it in the garage. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't want to put it in the garage. We this one house we were looking at. If we would have got it, it would have been perfect for uh arcade cabinets because the prior owners had arcade cabinets in it already oh, so wow. it was already electric electrically outfitted for it but it was one of those it was one of those you ever see it's like a it's like a rose growing in a bed of thorns mm. that's what that house was it was like oh. it was like this it was actually on two lots the original house, the the original two houses were owned by the same person. They both burned down somehow, which kind of raises my raises my eyebrows. You got two oh, houses yeah. right next to each other burning down. No other houses affected. Okay. Um, they took the insurance <laughs> money and built one big house on the two lots, and but. The problem was is that the rest of the neighborhood, it, it was just it was just a like I said it was just a rose in a bed of in a in a bed of thorn just like, you know, uh, walking through a used Yugo car lot and finding a Lamborghini, mm. it it just really didn't make it just really didn't make sense. It went into foreclosure and the bank was asking like oh way way more than what the house should be worth in that area and it was just but the house itself was dope if it would have been in a different area priced properly it probably would have been something we would try to go for but uh yeah that that i'm kind of sad because that one was they there was already an arcade in there i mean they had a jukebox in there but the guy you could tell where his multiple cabinets were they had multiple fixtures had like a dedicated fuse box for them it was really dope sounds like it yeah cool so i hear you if i had room i'd get some but since i don't have room yet i don't have any (laughs) sounds good yeah so that said that is going to bring us to what is always our first topic on the docket that is the playlist So another change of pace. I'm going to go first because I've been playing nothing like mm. like zero. I've been working on 
coming down to the countdown for Christmas. I've been working hard on my store. Uh, and it's it's kind of paid off a little bit. And um, I'm, it's it definitely gave me the confidence to continue with it. It's definitely something because I would really like to do this full time. I'm, you know, I, I'm what I do for a living is starting to weigh on me and uh, trying to find something that I can that I really enjoy doing uh, after so long of trying to find that thing in a vocational field. I feel like I might have finally had it. So I just need to uh, keep building it and keep growing it and uh, keep working at it. So that's, uh, that's what I've been that's what I've been doing. And it's it's messed up because like the there's like I know the Tekken 8 demo uh dropped and uh the uh grand blue versus rising dropped and my razor kitsune is staring me in the face and it still remains unopened sounds like my steam deck you know i'm gonna rectify that whole thing with my steam deck oled this week so sounds like my sounds like my uh my steam my steam steam deck too i'm like damn yeah, I've got like um and I've got all the all the all my Black Friday games have gone unplayed. Well, the, with the exception of RoboCop, I I have made some some time to play RoboCop. Uh, nice game, but the there minor spoiler, you it's not it really shouldn't be if you know anything about RoboCop. You fight an Ed 209 during the course of the game. That fight is very poorly designed. It's mm. I, I mean, like poorly designed. It it is. It's one of those things that it's one of those frustrating things where, because I've been I've been playing the game on the hardest level, and this is going back a couple of weeks because I didn't play it at all this week. Um, I had gone I. Got, I got to the point where you where you have to fight the Ed, and the way it's designed is you're in what is the equivalent of an industrial hallway, and there are some debris and there are some um, explosive devices that you can use to throw at Ed. So when it starts, you don't really know where to shoot him, and you get a communique that oh you have to shoot him in his ventilation cover which is at the front of him so basically the whole fight is you running up and down this long hallway hoping that ed is either if he ed is on the left you need to be on the right and running past these concrete columns in this hallway so that so that you can shoot ed and ed can't shoot at you there's or has difficulty shooting you there's two there are two areas in that hallway where you are quote unquote safe even though you're not there's these wooden boxes which is weird because ed has these big ass machine guns that you would think would be able to shoot through the boxes but he can't for some reason on those boxes particularly and then there's a yeah there is a a concrete pillar on the opposite end that sometimes protects you and other times don't everything else 
is, is you might as well be hiding behind paper mache. He's going to hit you. But the problem with it, and the reason I say it's so poorly designed or implemented, is that if you you there should be tells with a boss. Like there should be a point where you know he has to reload or something, and he actually does do that. But the problem is, is that it's so freaking random. It it's not a set pattern. Like there are sometimes when the all the multiple times that I died, he was just constantly shooting, like literally did not stop. Just just boom 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 boom. Oh, you gonna you gonna try and dash past me? No, I'm gonna still hit you, dude. Boom boom boom. Oh, I'm dead. And then the next round I play it, he'll shoot, and then he'll stop randomly to try and reload or something. And then I get to land a couple of hits on him, and and. Then he goes into his, oh, I have infinite ammo mode, and, and that's what kills me. It is one of the most frustrating boss battles I've ever played in a game. And it, it's like, I'm sure someone, someone might say, oh, yeah, well, I played it. Well, all you had to do was this, this, and this, that, and the third. And it's like, still, it, it, it was just so poorly designed. I had to bump the difficulty down to like the easiest level just to oh, get wow. past it. It was that it was that freaking frustrating. Um, so I finally beat it. And then I, I think I'm actually now on the last scenario because Robocop is not a very long game. Um, but yeah yeah the ed the ed the ed battle can die in a fire that 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 was that was a horrible a horrible boss fight and and you have to have the dash ability because robocop has a um has a skill tree if you cannot dash when by the time you or you have not opened up uh using your skill points the dash mechanic forget about it You, you might as well just restart the game because if you, that is really the only way you can get past him enough where he won't shoot you enough to kill you when he especially when he's got when he goes infinite ammo that is the, the only way you can, you have a chance of getting away from him is when you, is when you can dash and if you have not opted to go for that dash feature because up until you get to ed 209 you don't really need to use it uh, and you and maybe you've already used your skill points in another area. Forget about it. Just just start over. <laughs> just 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 go to a, or if you have an earlier save, do that. Is just is, ugh. but uh, other than that, it's a pretty cool game. But uh, that was like a few weeks ago, and that's really the only thing I play. So we're gonna go on to uh, Des. Let's hear from you. What you've been playing, bro? Okay, well, one game that I that I'm sure is going to shock all of you is I played The Division Two. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. I was down. Uh, I know. Huh? Well, I was down in um, in Fresno. I actually uh, went over to Joe's house and he was playing uh, Division with uh, Goonie, and so he handed me the mic and I was talking to Goonie, and Joe was doing something in the other room, and I picked up his controller and started playing Destiny. <laughs> With Goonie, but Goonie didn't know. Destiny? Sorry, I think it's Destiny. <laughs> uh, I started playing Division. They're both these games. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, know. I started playing uh, Division with him. And, you know, he was like, and so, so Goonie's such a nice guy. He was like, you know, oh, you know, I'll, 
I'll let you go that way. You know, you can, you know, you can um, talk to Joe and, you know, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, you know, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, we're, we're just chatting. It's all good. And so, and so, you know, we were playing and then uh, I started, you know, we started, you know, killing people and, and, and then um, we got to a safe house because they're in the New York expansion. And so we got to a safe house and, you know, I, I guess I wasn't playing well enough for Joe because Joe was like, you know, give my controller back because I wasn't, I kept missing all this loot, you know, and he was just like, you're, you're missing loot, give my controller. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, Joe, okay, here, right? And so I handed it back the controller, and Goonie was like, yeah, I should have known, you know, that 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 you were playing and it wasn't Joe because you know you were running in a straight line, and I was like, yup, that's right. So instead <laughs> of going you know loot loot goblin it up but but yeah that was pretty fun i i enjoyed i enjoyed playing with goonie yeah for for the little time that we did that was a lot of fun um but again uh that game i mean regardless of what you say about it like it it's a fun little game so um definitely worth the price of admission um if you have access to it definitely worth a a, two dollar two dollar make you holla it's worth it it is worth it so so that was fun so i got to play a little bit of that and then um which is funny is joe got the skull and bones demo so i actually played the skull and bones demo um joe played it as well so when joe gets to get to joe's he can tell you a little bit more about the background of it but basically it's by the people it's a ubisoft game that was done by the people who did black flag uh assassin's creed black flag who had it all the shit. was origin from there, but yeah, yeah, it's been yeah, but it's been it's been pushed to multiple different studios, so uh, multiple different studios, and they list the studios. <laughs> in it was the, eleven uh, in total. 11 yeah, studios. it was is pretty crazy. So, um, so I I I played it. You know, you get to create your own character. It's third person, and uh, you you you're a pirate. You're a pirate. Everyone else is pirates, and you're you're sailing the seven seas, looking for for gold and doubloons and all this other stuff. So, but but the weird thing about it, in my opinion, is um is how it uh there's no land combat. So whenever you land on an island or do something on an island, uh, it's just to uh progress the story, or it's to um. Or it's to uh, get a recipe or cook or something because you cook in order to feed your um, your uh, your staff members, I guess. Your crew, your crew, yeah, your crew because your crew wants to uh, wants to get fed, and um, and if they don't get fed, um, they will mutiny on you. So so you got to kind of <laughs> yeah, so you got to kind of you know mutiny. You, you got to kind of hold out. Um, Nico, why don't you feed me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't play darts, Nico. Where are you? Feed me. So, but I have to say, the ship-to-ship combat is actually pretty good, even for the even for the little the little schooner that you're on when you when you uh, first start out. You're on this really little boat, and you basically have to build up your infamy in order to get better uh, better options to craft better gear. You know, and then you have to go out and you know, fight other ships and get stuff and and build up your your pirating reputation. So that's the story. So 
while the while the uh, the ship to ship combat was fun and the, the navigation system for the ships were felt intuitive once you got the hang of it you know it it, it really plays like a like your you know it's weird it really plays like like um like a shooter but on the water so it's really if you think if you think about it like 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 you're in a spaceship and instead of in space you're on the water that's kind of what the game is like and i think and and i've been trying to kind of wrap my head around that because games like you know everspace and and games that are specifically built around you're flying a ship and there's no other kind of like land-based combat or you're always in your ship and then you have this stuff like those games like are successful and they work it's just trying to wrap my head around that on a nautical on a ship you know and on the ocean it is it's kind of weird um just because i've never seen it before um or, or, or if it's out there i've never played it before so while i think it's it could be considered a hard sell um I, I I don't know, you know, and it being a full pli- full priced game coming out, I don't I just don't know. I I I don't know how well it's going to do. I really don't because I just don't know how many people because I think the thing with with spaceships and that is because you're in space and you're in a spaceship and spaceships are cool and they have lasers and shit like that. On this one, at this point, all I've had was cannonballs. So I'm like, you know, what's what's keeping it, you know, and and I, and again, you would think you would say that with a with a start with, with a spaceship game, and you get new ships, you make your ships better, you know that's that's part of the whole thing about it. And you become like the super duper awesome captain. That's kind of what they're going for Skull and Bones, you know. And it's an open world. There's other people f- floating around. Um, you can attack um, other people, um, uh, and and you know i think there's i didn't attack anybody else and so maybe joe could speak more to that but if he did but i don't know like i'm 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 of mixed feelings only because i think it's really cool that they're trying a new type of game but i just don't know if this is gonna resonate with enough people to make it successful so so i'm cautiously i'm cautiously optimistic about this game but no for for damn sure that i'm not gonna buy it at 70 dollars. i'm just not like i can't i for for this i know myself enough i i i won't i can't i don't think i can find the value now if this was like 39.99 40 bucks i could i could see that but but for but for a full price game and this is all you're getting i don't I, I don't know. So so I'll move it over. I'll, I'll kick it over to Joe and let him give his impressions of it because he played the demo too. But uh, I would love to see what you have to say, Joe. Well, uh, yeah, I watched you play it Friday night and just observing everything you were going through and trying to figure out, you know, how to get along and move into your shanty and whatnot. Obviously, the game you start out, you're in this big, crazy ass, like, um, opening sequence where you're fighting the the british fleet and so on and so forth and uh um obviously you wind up getting shipwrecked and uh you know um desmond created a, a character and uh pretty much it was starting over from scratch on there and uh i went ahead and when i logged in earlier today i was intending on starting my own character and playing the game from the beginning but i didn't 
figure out where I could do that. So I just went ahead and I resumed uh, Desmond's campaign from where he left off. Actually, how so, weird! So That's it, it's a it's a live service game. So I did oh. figure out where to go in and, and maybe delete the uh, profile of me. Yeah. You know, just like with other games like Genshin and other things. Um, I I didn't dig deep. I figured I might as well just play with your character and resume where you left off. And where you left off, you were going around in your small little shanty looking for wood, basically. And I know mm-hmm. at one point you were looking at, you had a point on an island that on the map it said that wood would be there, but there was no way that you could embark on the island. And it wound up being that the wood was just in the general area floating in the sea. So Oh, of course. Duh. Yeah. So I uh, pretty much I gathered the wood that was required to go in and build the ship. I know you went ahead and you bought wood too, I believe. Yeah, I did. I spent money on wood. Yeah, but that wood wound up being in your like in your like uh, just like warehouse. with any other looter shooters, it was in your warehouse. So yeah, I put a, all that stuff in the warehouse. Yeah. So, uh, but I did go ahead and what I wound up doing with your game is I wound up I looted the required wood. I went back. I built a pirate ship out of it and get the materials that I got. Oh, you made a power ship. Oh, cool. Yep. And then I actually went out and I think the next step was to go and build uh, cannons and also uh, enough material for cannonballs on there. And you literally had enough material from what was in your warehouse to basically go do that. So I didn't even have to go hunting out for oh, that stuff. Well, you're welcome, sir. Of course. So Got a chance to go, and then the next sequence of missions basically had me going out and uh, attacking a uh, a set of ships in a particular area on there. And I got get, got a feel for the ship combat a little bit. So uh, because you have to hold the like L two button down to like kind of aim your cannonballs, and you have at least from the ship I had had cannonballs on both sides of the f- boat and then on the front on there. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, using your, like, R3 button, you're able to get get up and do a telescope and kind of survey the ships around you and if you want yeah. to attack them or not, so. And then there's the other thing where you can uh, you can actually hunt for sharks because sharks will chase you. Yeah. And then when you go into that, you go into a first-person mode, and that's when you uh, start, you can basically uh, kill sharks that attack you. So that was that's a very interesting um, as well. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, uh, like you know, if you see resources on the island, you don't actually get off of the boat. You just basically go into a, like a little mini game where like a bar is showing and you have to hit the R2 button in a certain sequence, kind of like a meter. If need be, like kind of like playing Hot Shots Golf or something, <coughs> That's you have to cool hit, it, hit in a certain spot to gather the optimum amount of materials. And so, you know, me and materials, I'm sitting there like uh, – Taking my ship around along each shore and looking for uh, you know sea trash over here because you know like raise my eyebrow a bit but uh, I enjoyed what I played of it I don't know if it screams out as a seventy dollar game or something I want to play like a lot of but you know it's a point that uh, I think this would be fun playing a three player uh, campaign and uh, going out together you know on a gaming vessel ship if need be. <laughs> quite appropriate vessel you know so yeah but, uh, i mean our yeah it is a like it's kind of killing me without its live service but you know at the same time i mean if it's a fun little if it's a fun little you know time waster that's good but that time waste has got to be got to be a better a better value in my opinion 
uh, right about now. We'll see how well it does. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm interested in it, but I don't know if I'm $69.99, you know, interested in it or not. Mm, I'm not. You guys might want to look into World of Warships if you like the like what that game did and that one the world of warships i think is free free to play mm, is that I, like still, world war ii or something i you know i think it's it goes throughout the 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 gamut of modern uh naval warfare i i think it goes beyond world war ii i think i'm not 100 percent sure but it sounds like a lot of the stuff you do world the way you're describing from what i've heard i've never played it but it sounds like world of warships might do it better and i think world of warships i don't know if it has a pv i know it's pvp uh i don't know if they have a pve mode or not but it sounds like that game may be doing what you're describing this game as maybe a little bit better and I know that's also available on consoles too. Maybe, but again, if you're if you're thinking about it, just and you have access to the demo, play the demo first. You know, get your get your thoughts on about the demo. Um, because at this point, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I mean, no, no, seventy dollars is sure. a seventy dollars yeah. is an L. That's yeah, a straight that's up L. No one's going to pay seventy dollars for that. And and this is coming from someone who really enjoyed the shipped combat in Assassin's Creed, while a lot of other people were poo pooing it. I thought it was one of the more fun aspects of the game. But again, I liked it in Assassin's Creed Three. They they did a little bit of it in that game, uh, the one that that you know the other Assassin's Creed game that everybody hates with the uh, First Nation protagonist. Uh, everybody hated that game, and I thought it was actually pretty dope. So, oh, with uh, Connor, I think Connor. Connor yeah, I yeah. thought I thought it was actually pretty dope. But um, yeah, that's when I that I think that's when they first introduced the idea of ship com- of ship combat in that game. They didn't do a lot of it, but um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I think it, I think that's a mistake making this making a live service game and then slapping a, a seventy dollar prize tag on it. That sounds very silly. It's very ridiculous. So yeah, I'm not I, sure if it has like a season pass attached to it or not. If it does, probably. I mean, yeah, if it does, it's like you know, I, I hate to say it, but it's coming out the same month as uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, and you know, well, you know, we can't we can't really say much about that game, you know, other than what you know we've seen on trailers and whatnot. You know, we 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 didn't play the uh, open beta that you know we can't talk about anything like that. So you know. yeah, so yeah. Also, I uh, played more Division Two, of course. Uh, so Division Two. Just playing with Goonie, uh, we finally dived into the Warlords of New York expansion, which I just remember just being such a really good expansion. So um, uh, once you go to New York, you're basically just giving up on everything we've done so far as far as um, gear and that kind of thing, because uh, you're getting up to that tr- uh, ladder up to 40 on there. In a way, I almost regretted like holding off until now, but, uh, um, you know, still fun. You know, I got like I think 540 hours in it now total. So, you know, I don't have any news because it's just more pertaining to me. But Ubisoft did comment that they're re re-engineering all the weapons in the game and doing a recon uh, rebalancing of everything. So, 
and they have new story content coming out for Division Two in 2025. So, wow, uh, that's cool. I don't think it's going to be enough to get people to go back, but you know, well, for the people that are playing it, you know, I mean, yeah. there's enough investment into cosmetics and that kind of thing. You know, depends. Yeah, I keep on forgetting that. that that's that's actually a thing. Like people still play the game actively, and I think. You know, playing the game actively is is something completely different than you know going quote unquote going back to a game. You know, because... yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the people we see online a lot, they're you know obviously in the gear scores like crazy, and so mm-hmm. dedicated years and years to this game. So kind of have to give it up to Ubisoft. I mean, plus you know you got that, you got the crew too, you got like other games that they've continued to support. For Honor, you know, um, you're you're getting value from buying. A game from them especially if it's something you're looking to play continuously or something to uh you know get that kind of retention going on with uh, certain titles you know so mm-hmm. you know i just hope in a way that they've kind of gone long in the tooth with division two but at the same time rebalancing this you know this time in the life of, of the game probably it's kind of cool we'll kind of you know at least keep the people playing the game satisfied a bit and uh you know wait until division three uh finally rears its head so it's better than what the uh, bungee's doing with uh, destiny you know so yeah but yeah uh, other than those two games uh that's pretty much all i played this past week so kind of kind of busy with work and uh you know obviously even having some time off i didn't really have a lot of time to play so you know but uh that's it for this episode at least all right so that's going to move us on to our next topic on the docket that being the main event all right Diz, you got the mic bro all righty so um for this main event we uh it's getting to the end of the year and for this main event we wanted to ask you uh, our our main question is you know what are your games of the year? Um, and we figured, you know, this is what we're going to be doing because we really liked, we really liked that. Um, because, you know, it's been a really cool game. It's, really, it's been a really big uh, year for games. I mean, I think every year, uh, except for maybe some in the, the, the early 2000s, have been really good. Uh, have been really good for, for gaming. And so we wanted to ask what your game, plural, of the year is uh, are uh, the reason why we did that is be- again because uh, we play a lot of games and we encourage our folks to play a lot of games and maybe there's games that are tied for first uh, that we want to talk about or 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 multiple games that just hit on different levels but are still fantastic so we didn't want to you know pigeonhole people into one so we wanted to ask the question like you know what are your you know, top three games of the year. And another stipulation is that uh, they didn't have to come out this year. They could be games uh, that came out last year or in the 90s or whatever. Like, we want to hear about a game that just, you know, was just like a chef's choice. You you you, you probably you might have missed it and you just started playing it. Um, and, you know, it, it just it just took your breath away. Like, share those games uh, with us as well. So um, we're not going to we're going to talk about a couple of them, but we're not going to talk about like we're not going to give our full on list until like our next episode, because we want uh, we want to hear what y'all have to say as well. But some of the some of the games that I know 
that are probably going to make my list are most likely going to be Baldur's Gate 3. Um, that that game was was a lot of fun, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. And if you haven't played it, uh, you might be missing out um, because it's really good, especially if you like tactical RPGs um, or CRPGs uh, because they are really, 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 really good. Another game uh, that I would think uh, would be Honkai Star Rail. Uh, that probably be my, my, my pick for best free game or, or as a service because that game has just been just phenomenal. And and I, I'm very surprised at a gotcha game being so um, well-tuned and uh, actually having the people behind the game actually giving you uh giving you stuff for it like they actually you know give you a whole bunch of free stuff that you really don't have to spend the money for and and that's great you know it just it just seems like complete nine day from a genshin impact and and if you've been following any of the memes on on you know x x x x x or or any of the other places people are definitely you know people who who follow honkai star rail you know the other people are just who, who do play genshin are really straight up like starving like marvin on that uh, on that other game so so it's uh it's pretty funny so those are just a uh, couple of couple of games that have really been uh really been i really have pulled my you know pulled at me and was like you know oh you know this th- this is a game you know that that you're gonna want to you know really wanted to you know play and be like you know damn this game is really fun so um so i'm gonna kick it over to uh kev kev what are some of your you know potential uh games of the year that you're that you're gonna share with us on our next episode um final fantasy 16 oh we know that's a given yeah that's that's (laughs) like that's like the that's like my game of all time really um even better than god hand huh it beat out god hand yeah wow the, the mechanics in that game are it doesn't re like I said it doesn't rebuild uh, what has come before it, but I think it does it does it in such an intriguing and interesting way. If you're someone who likes digging into me- battle mechanics in action games like I am, it, it's just magic when when you find that. You know, you when you get that right mix of uh, icon powers and you're able to just pile on ridiculous amounts of damage, uh, sometimes at the risk of being a little bit uh, less defensive or, or, or uh, kind of almost like a glass cannon build in some ways. But it, it, it's just uh, it's fantastic. Just and kiss, the story, huh? Yeah. And the, the story is really good and all that stuff. Um, other games, I'm going to have to throw Spider-Man 2 in there. Excellent game. I loved the first one, played all the DLC for that, played Miles Morales, enjoyed the hell out of that, and uh, Spider-Man 2 was no different. It, um, it doesn't do anything, you know, I don't know if I'd say if it doesn't do and bring anything new, because it does bring some new features the wingsuit makes traversal even more exciting than the first game or the first two games and i didn't think that was possible i even though you can unlock quick travel points i never used them at all i 
always sw- uh, web swung and glided my way to whatever my next destination was. That that just never got old. And uh, if I have to throw in a third one in there, um, hmm. Well, we don't I'm have, have to think about now. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll think. I'll think about that. We'll, one. T- we'll talk about that'll 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 next my episode. homework assignment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to know because again, there was a lot of stuff that came out that's just been that's been kind of like, wow, you know, this is really damn good. So, so yeah. Uh so Joe, what have been your games? Of course, all the all the great games. Uh, Crackdown 3, Exoprimal, uh, you know. You're killing me. Kill his mic. Kill his mic. Hey, <laughs> bought Exoprimal. I'm going to play it. I'm glad for you. I am super excited for you, buddy. I, I I want you to play that game and get as much value out as possible, sir. I I, I that's what I want. I want you to eat good on that game. I want those dino chops to be just as good as your steak. <laughs> you got it. Now um looking at my playlist and what I played this year, it seems like I don't know if I'm just kinda off in, in Netherland, at least trying to not playing anything new per se so but i uh, played uh, probably a lot of monster hunter uh, rise sunbreak at the beginning uh-huh. of the year i know that was the game we were playing quite a bit for at least the first like few three four months on there and of course uh other games that kind of stand out just division one and division two it's safe to say it. it's just like uh you know um i've dabbled in a few games here and there other than that but uh you know i need to make a better um better planning or play you know different stuff to get a better idea especially if i'm buying new games i want to be able to play the games i'm buying and enjoy them so 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 that's pretty much uh well i'll talk a little bit more next episode you know maybe we'll get into some like new year's kind of resolution type i think the month of xbox might help too so oh yeah definitely it'll take you off although division is on xbox so i'm not gonna play division on xbox so what Okay, well, that's good. That's I got good. other stuff to play. So, cool. I like to hear that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. At least I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I hope it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. I'll get all my chores done at the house. I'll get a girlfriend, you know, because I won't be playing all week. There you go. Are you a gamer? Not this month. Oh no. Nope. <laughs> I kid. I kid. I'll play Xbox just as well. So. I don't know if Dark Titus may be up there with you, with your games of the year. Maybe, maybe not, right? Um, I don't know yet. Yep. You'll, have to, well, you'll have to wait and see, sir. Cha-ching. But, but yeah, that's, uh, again, that's pretty much all we're going to be talking about. We have, uh, we have a few more things that we want to, um, that we're going to talk about on our next episode. So please stay tuned. But having said that, uh, you know what comes next. It's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you, Dez. You're welcome, sir. All right, so we're going to hit off first. Uh, big news of the week. Uh, Naughty Dog kind of was reading the tea leaves a bit, and uh, they have officially canceled their multiplayer Last of Us project on here. And then they made a statement. This came out on Friday, of course. So usually most of these negative statements usually come out Friday afternoon. But uh, they basically stated that in their statement – 
uh, stating that uh, I know this news will be tough for many, uh, especially our dedicated Last of Us factions community have been following our multiplayer ambitions ardently. Uh, we're equally crushed at the studio. We're looking forward to putting in your hands. Uh, they were looking forward, obviously, to develop this game, but they said um, the Last of Us online gameplay proved to be quote-unquote refined and satisfying during pre-production stage of the development. But in ramping up to full production, the massive scope of our ambition became clear. The studio says that the resources needed to support post-launch content for years to come would have severely impacted its ability to be able to develop future single-player games. And so when faced with a choice between becoming a sole, solely live service game studio or continuing to focus on single-player narrative games that define Naughty Dog's heritage, it chose the latter on here, so... So obviously the rumors is that, you know, Bungie came in, looked at what they did and had some internal like scorecard critiques and went back to the oven a few times on there. But uh, I think this whole gas initiative that PlayStation was, you know, kind of seeing what was going on in modern gaming, um, they probably are reading the handwriting on the wall with other games kind of blowing up and, Seeing that gas is really not that lucrative in a way, so. But it's gassed up to be. That's gassed up to be, yeah. So uh, they haven't shared anything about their brand new single player projects, but uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people were joking online saying, "Oh, they're off the Last of Us multiplayer, so they could do a remaster of the remaster, you know, of Last of Us One or something," you know. So I'll leave it, leave it up to Xbox fans to be witty like that, but you know. But, uh, you know, uh, I think it's it's a good in a way because, you know, you, you can't like pound a, a square peg in a round hole necessarily, you know, just like kind of how um, ha- Halo Infinite kind of became kind of hamstrung a bit. Um, you could see where if you have a lot of live service ambitions with your games. You know, I'd say make if they wanted to do a Last of Us multiplayer game, they would have to uh, have a separate studio do the uh, follow-up, but, you know, as far as develop the game and also do the ramping up and so on and so forth. But, you know, I, I think Sony, in a way, just decided, you know, this is just not a good use of the resources. I know some people really like that Factions multiplayer uh, gameplay from the first Last of Us, but that's uh, too bad, so sad. So, Any opinion, Kevin, on all this? Um, I think it's smart for them to, when the scope of this project was growing out of control and they actually had to make a decision, it was like, well, are we able to... Assuming that this that is correct, you know, a company can tell you anything and whether it's true or not, you know, they're not they're not under any obligation to tell us what really happened with regards to the development of this game. Agreed. So if we're going to if we're going to if we're going to assume that everything that they've said about it is true. Then. They made the right decision. You don't go chasing. You don't go. If you've got a if you got a half million dollar a year job, you don't go spending your whole checks on uh, lottery tickets, hoping to get hoping to win the billion dollar uh, uh, windfall. It, it just doesn't make any sense. You've got guaranteed money coming in. 
and you're going to just risk all that chase for one game and that would literally change the entire focus of your studio that's insane that that's that's a fool's bet now if you if you take that bet and you hit big then you're it's going to launch you right into the stratosphere but just like you know trying to get trying to get that billion dollar lottery ticket and you're spending your whole your whole paycheck to get it the likelihood of you hitting that lightning in a bottle is just so astronomically small not everybody's going to be a fortnite heck not everybody's going to be a um uh what's that other hero shooter uh, like apex legends it, or either overwatch. apex Le- overwatch yeah and and I, from what I hear, Overwatch is starting to fall off. So that stuff is great if you can hit it, but it's not guaranteed. And Naughty Dog is a good enough studio that doing what they're already good at, that's guaranteed money. And I'm also happy to hear that they are not just The Last of Us Factory. I'm really interested to see what else they've got in the pipeline. So if they had to, if this was the sacrifice needed to keep getting, giving me the games from them that I want to play, I don't have a problem. I never got into factions. I'm not a multiplayer. The only multiplayer games I play are fighting games. Anything else is really just kind of not in my wheelhouse for online play. I get it. It has, it's one of those dedicated groups that really like that and still play it to this day. And that's unfortunate that they are not going to get the iter- uh, the evolution of that mode that they like. But if it's either that or another Naughty Dog masterpiece, I'll take the Naughty Dog masterpiece if I got to give that up. Agreed. Okay, uh, pretty much you could lay that to rest on there, you know, RIP. And that's fine. I think Kevin, I think Kevin said it like the best, yeah. you know, and it's 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 great that folks can um, have that ability to play, to to play with their friends and do all that stuff. But but I think the gas stuff just just might not be as as cool as as folks are, or not i don't say it's cool but maybe it's profitable as it as it could be so but we'll yeah. see i mean right now because of the transition to some of these games in development we are not seeing a lot of uh first party announcements of new ip or new games coming out which is sad as of late yeah so like you know what's going on at you know gorilla you know um other than you know more horizon stuff there's a rumor right now that Horizon is going to be in conjunction with NCS Soft from Korea. We talked about in a prior episode that they are possibly going to be rumored to be developing a Horizon Zero Dawn MMO. So, you know, we'll have to see if that comes to market and see where uh, other these other games that Sony said they've been working on. The Jade Rainman project that got announced. Uh, there was that other... Um, live service shooter i think it was called like conquered i think based on uh, <laughs> the city in northern california but uh 
Uh, we have no idea what the hell that game is or what it is. Brave capital of the world. Yep, you got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll have to see what's going on with all this live service business, you know, you know, and see if Sony actually will write the ship. You know, maybe Jim Ryan leaving will help out in that accord as well. So, come on, Jim, think, save us. <laughs> Jim, Jim's probably a good thing he's leaving. So. Yeah. But PlayStation has other news, so this is rumors right now, but um, multiple sources uh, basically are suggesting that there is going to be a uh, PS5 Pro uh, launching in 2024 on here, so, and uh, according to numerous sources, I guess there's some dev kits that are going out, and so this is why basically that the leaks are quote-unquote real on here. Uh, one quote from Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb says that PS5 Pro leak is almost certainly real based on what I've heard now. And obviously, I'm not the only one out there saying that, but I could throw my confirm, confirm, confirm into the ring for everyone. So system is probably coming out in September 2024, according to Jeff Grubb. Uh, the current specs are based on a range of possibilities because they have not been fully dialed in yet. But the big thing is that the big feature the system will support is Sony's own proprietary DLSS like solution. So, uh, so they're using machine learning to improve images so they can run things at a really high resolution and a really high frame rate on there. And so they're kind of using it uh, in the hardware to kind of, you know, boost up the uh, capability of the system without having to break the bank on here. So uh, we're talking about the two times hardware ray tracing acceleration on there and uh, be able to do uh, hardware ray tracing, uh, better hardware ray tracing in the system as well. So and usually DLSS, uh, deep learning super sampling is exclusive to NVIDIA cards, but you know, obviously with uh, both PlayStation and with Xbox, they're using AMD graphics chip set um, hardware on there. But uh, I guess Sony is working on their own DLS solution on here so we'll have to see um and so people are surmising talking about you know as far as price point there's a possibility this thing might come at 599 uh with the disk drive maybe 499 without a disk drive and um you know me for me personally i playstation you know you could tell is my main platform i play on so if there's going to be a system out there that can play the games better in better fidelity um uh it's a no-brainer to me how about for you uh, gentlemen yeah i mean i, so. I think it needs to happen uh, it, it's interesting that it's you know happening you know so soon i mean i guess it's four years after the is that almost exactly the same time that they did the the i guess the it's called it's a refresh yeah, yeah it's called a refresh right that's what they call it yeah i think so yeah on there so uh it does about the same time right about the same time as the ps4 for ps4 pro yeah i mean it, it seems like that's that's you know uh par for the course so okay so i mean i don't in fact there's kind of rumors now you remember microsoft had uh, a lot of leaks prior with the ftc case and some people have, uh, at least rumor mongers online, have said that their plans have severely changed and there's a possibility they might be releasing image and refresh as well on here. Um, they were trying to explain as far as 
the severe price cuts for Xbox hardware seems like this holiday season because the uh, Series X has gotten a uh, permanent price cut now to $399 with a lot of retailers discounting it down to $349. And then, of course, the Series S has gotten kind of ridiculous discounts too. It's uh, gone down as low as $150 at Costco with an official Xbox headset, which is nuts. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Walmart had a, a Series S bundle for $137 as well. So, and so, <laughs> oh, well, there you go, folks. They're thinking that Xbox is trying to blow out hardware or get more hardware out there, which, you know, I, in a way, and, you know, Series S, Series X are good deals, especially if you don't have a next gen console in your house, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Series S being a next gen console, but, you know, it's going to play games, mm-hmm. that's for sure, though. So. Uh, I don't know. Like yeah, some people are some people are saying that they're 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 vacating everything just to make the next successor to the series console. I, yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but given that Microsoft seems to have an endless supply of money and the international sales comparisons between the PS5 and the Xbox are just so out of whack i you know i'm st- i'm convinced that they're moving towards a publisher a, a publisher uh role with these big acquisitions um, and I think they're just trying to figure out a way where they can get out of the console space. So, and uh, in my mind, cutting this gen short, moving on to the next gen, you beat the PS, the PlayStation 6 to market with a with more powerful hardware. You future-proof it as best as you can and then you just ride that out and move on into your publisher role and just be willing to support that last console that's on the market and then start pushing as as the wave of that starts going out you can you'll you'll start seeing more and more games or more and more effort to put uh game pass and xbox games on other on platforms where it hasn't never where they've never been before as far as the pro <clears throat> i'm <clears throat> i'll be there day one i'm i dipped my toe into pc gaming with a fairly with a fairly powerful rig at the time and i'm i'm just done with it it, it, it to me it's just not worth the effort to do PC gaming the way I would want to do it. It is not worth the expense to do PC gaming the way I want to do it. And a pro console is, in my view, an acceptable expense, whatever that price point is going to be, to get the simplicity of a all-in-one box. So I don't have to worry about whether or not I have a, a corrupted file in my in in my download that is going to cause me to not be able to pay it to play a game that i have which is something that i've experienced several times on pc and i get it it's probably a fairly easy fix but damn it when i come home from a hard day's work and i just want to play a game 
the last thing I want to do is start surfing message boards trying to find out what the DXL33.512253 file corrupted error means <laughs> and go about go about means of trying to correct it. I, I I you know ain't nobody got time for that over here. I just want to sit down and play a game, especially now that my game time is even more cramped than it's ever been. The last thing I want to do is sit around and try to and and uh, problem solve when I've been problem solving for eight hours and then doing more problem solving in my downtime, uh, trying to build a business. So it's like, you know what? Yeah. Give me the console. Yeah. It's kind of rumored right now that the PS five pro will have a, uh, kind of a lead lead in with GTA six. And, um, you know, obviously if Sony works their plays their cards, right, obviously if, you know, they could prove that, PlayStation 5 Pro can run GTA 6 the best. That might be a reason why Xbox might be scrambling possibly to get a new console out there as well. You know, because I think whoever gets that kind of a jewel into their uh, uh, catalog, if need be, has a lot to steer the ship, quote unquote, you know, so. Well, I mean, they do, but... GTA 6 is not going to be exclusive. So that I mean that's that may work in the mindset kind of like how I don't know if something like that is going to have like the Destiny effect because Destiny was an unknown property where I mean we knew the the developer Bungie but Destiny itself was kind of an unknown and it became you know the de facto platform was PlayStation Grand Theft Auto has infinitely more name cachet than Bungie or any game that they've ever made. Great. I don't know if if getting the marketing rights is really going to mean that much. Well, because it's, it's just so it's just so big. It it would be like, you know, we're the, you know, hey, we've got marketing rights to to Fortnite. Well, Fortnite's already huge. You know, you're going to play it where you're going to play it. I, I, I wonder if there is a, I think there might be a diminishing return with getting marketing rights for a game that's just so massive like GTA. Yeah. Well, I was saying that some people were surmising they were trying to say that the, especially if they bring out a pro model and the Xbox doesn't bring out a pro model that they could easily state that um, PS5 Pro is the best place to play GTA 6 on, you know. So. Yeah, you could do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of like, well, yeah. I mean, I I I guess that that could I guess that could work, but. I, I don't know. GTA is is almost like is almost a pl- it's a platform in and of itself, just like Fortnite in my in my view. So I don't know. It, it would I, the only way that in my mind that it would make sense would be just that Joe, where the PlayStation Five Pro would be the quote-unquote best place to play particularly since the pc version is not launching day and date on with the console version if they could if they could manage that and show that and prove that 
then yeah, that is that is the only way I see a marketing deal with that game making sense financially. Uh, is if you can say this, if you want to play GTA 6, you know, a, a 60 frames per second, 120 frames, ray tracing, this, that, and the third, then you've got to have a PS5 Pro. That's the only way in, in my mind it makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just giving them more money. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if they would gain an advantage by doing that, you know, by basically saying that uh, this is the best place to play GTA 6, if need be. So we'll see. Uh, best place, GTA 6. And other news, though, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Larian uh, specifically came out to state uh, that the game is not going to be on Game Pass. Even though it got launched Shadow Drop on Xbox uh, platforms uh, during the Game Awards, uh, Larian Studios founders Sven Vinke uh, stated that the award-winning RPG won't appear on Microsoft's subscription service and that it had always been the plan. Uh, according to him, this is a quote, we made a big game, so I think there's a fair price to be paid for that, and I think that it is okay. Yeah. Um, that. Uh, adding Baldur's Gate 3's inclusion on Game Pass was a quote-unquote sensitive question on that to them. Uh, we don't charge you any microtransactions on top of it, so you get what you pay for. upfront. it's a very meaty game, so I think that should be able to exist as it is. Uh, this is what allows us to continue making other games. So, And you can recall previously that uh, this game uh, was basically uh, stated in the FDA, FDA, the FTC um, documents that were leaked. Microsoft estimated it would take about $5 million to get Baldur's Gate 3 on Game Pass, with the company dubbing the game a quote-unquote second-run Stadia PC RPG, <laughs> hmm. according to the FTC documents. So, so obviously Microsoft has severely um, underestimated the uh, uh, appeal of Baldur's Gate 3. Obviously, game of the year and so on and so forth. But uh, uh, they're basically stating that on Games Pass, he said back in the same founder of uh, Larian stated back in 2021 um, that I would always rather have our fate in our hands of the players than anyone else. So we rather put the fate into uh, the actual players buying the game versus putting the game on a service on there. So, so, so there you have you it. Know, you got it. I mean, I know uh, when I was on GH radio the other day, with our new episode, uh, Alfred was commenting that he wished the uh, Baldur's Gate was on game pass because, you know, people don't can't, can't afford $70 games. I guess, you know, they want to be able to have it into, into the service and be able to play it uh, within the service on there. But then unless you're Microsoft first party, guess what? And just uh, you got to pay those studios to play. And, you know, they have to debate as far as if being on Game Pass is going to harm their actual sales on other platforms as well. Might maybe devalue the game a bit as well. So, yeah. I mean, that's. You can't expect it to get everything, you know, and well, I hear Alfred and that is a very real concern. You know, certain games just, you know, are just not going to be, be there. And that is a limitation of, of, of a service like that. You know, you live and die by what what publishers are willing to put on 
the service. And I think this speaks to what Kevin was saying earlier about Microsoft possibly getting out of the, you know, getting out of the, the console game or the hardware game and then really pumping a lot of effort and making these first party games that are specific for uh, Game Pass in order to beef up its uh, its profile, beef up its value, beef up the games, you know, that it has in order to become, um, and that's you know, gaming. Yeah. yeah, well, I think Netflix of gaming is 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 pretty much a very a very um, that that that's pretty much exactly what they want, and I think. Like I, I try to like have not say like oh this is this is this of gaming or this is this of you know uh, sports teams or whatever but I mean that's pretty much what they're doing like they're trying to follow that that model um, and I think you know them releasing an X without a disc drive is is I mean that just honestly speaks to it um, speaks to it and and. They it just shows that they've never really got rid of the whole. They never really strayed too far from that message of TV, 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 and wanting you to be everything. I think that's what they're going to try to do, and I think the future of Xbox is going to be uh, a a a. If they're going to sell a box, it's going to be like a uh, a little box that has no disc drive, nothing in it, and you just you literally that's how you play your games. Um, and they're just the, I think I think at this point they're building their infrastructure right now. We we are watching uh, Xbox build their infrastructure. So in the long run, game of the year in 2023 doesn't matter to them because they are they're forward facing. And I've said this before, they are looking to the future and they're playing the long game with us. They are playing the long game. They are trying they're they're looking at 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 next generation of not the consoles but of but of kids. They're looking for, you know, people that are buying that 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 will that will have disposable income to buy stuff in 2030. That's what they're looking for. You know, that's those are the people that that they are trying to entice in the future. So, and that's why that that for this, that's why you know when it when when you see something like Baldur's Gate three says we're not coming to Game Pass, you know we have this thing, you know we want to get paid for it, you know think about if and this, I mean I'm just putting it out there think about if if Xbox comes out and just buys Larian, you know and then the next Baldur's Gate four is an exclusive to Xbox. Do you know how many people that would bring into that service to play that game? I'd be crazy, but that is what that is what they're thinking about over over at Microsoft. Just like Kevin was saying before, they're going to they're going to back up that Brinks truck and say, "Hey, let's do this." And it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious and it would be super sad if all of those Sega games that were announced go to Xbox and go to, and go to Game Pass. That would be crazy if if all of those games showed up on on Game Pass. Like, could you imagine? Oh, don't be surprised if it doesn't. Don't be su- don't, no, 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 don't I'm surprised not. if that happens. Because here's the thing, and you know, not to belittle anybody's opinion, but gaming is a privilege. It is not a right. Yeah. I would love to own a Ferrari. 
Ferrari doesn't build a twenty-five, thirty thousand dollar car. Could they? Sure, they could. Oh yeah. Why don't they? They sell more of them because that's not what they do. That that's the people that buy those vehicles find the value in the performance and the luxury and the leather and the carbon fiber on every freaking thing that they overcharge you to the 10th degree. That's what you go in going, which that's what you know going in that you're going to get, get shitty gas mileage. That's what you know going in that you're, that you may have some, uh, some squirrely issues later on as the car ages. That's what you know going in that this thing is going to cost you, will probably cost more than your first home. You know that going in, and it's an acceptable expense because that's what you want, that's what you worked hard for to attain, and you bought it. Xbox is looking for that generation of people that society as a whole is breeding to, you will own nothing and like it. That's the that's the kids that are in in middle school and and elementary school right now who play on the mobile phones, don't care about consoles, maybe not even don't even care about PC. They just care about the connectivity of a game. And that is the generation that Microsoft is going to appeal to, just like you were saying. You will own nothing you will own nothing and like it. And for Larian to even have to, for not just Larian, but other developers have had to say this as well. The writing is on the wall. Xbox players don't buy games. How many times have we looked at NPDs for third-party titles and seen the ridiculous disparity between downloads on PlayStation I mean, I mean, purchases on PlayStation versus purchases on Xbox. They have been conditioned to to want the very best, but not have to pay for it. That's why every time there is a game announcement, it is never, man, I cannot wait to get a hold of this game. It's when is it coming to Game Pass? Because I want... You know, I want to I, I want I want a Lamborghini on a paperboy salary. And that's just not a reality right now. Microsoft is trying to make it a reality, and I think they will eventually make it a, a make it a reality when they get out of the console business and just become a third party streaming entity like Netflix. But until they get to that point. If you have faith in your product, why are you going to limit your earning potential to being on a service? That'd be the dumbest move you could ever make. Because it doesn't behoove the person that's making you that offer to put your game on that service to actually give you what that game is going to be worth. It doesn't make financial sense. They're going to give you what they what. They think we can get away with because we've already got a conditioned customer base that is used to not spending money. 
Solarian looked at the looked at the figure that Uncle Phil handed passed over to him at the business meeting and said, "Get the f out of here." Five <laughs> million. Five million. <laughs> you can take that five. You can take that five million and shove it straight up your crusty butt because we're gonna like we're gonna take it to the people and the people will decide that will decide that fate. And it turned out to be the best decision they would they could have made. They'd have been foolish to put it on on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus for that matter because they're both in the same. They're both geared to not give you exactly what you could get other through normal sales means because it doesn't make financial sense for them. They don't want to lose money. They don't want to lose money. They're already losing money to a certain to a certain extent because I think all of these services are losing money. I'm I'm I say all these services. I'm talking Netflix, Disney Plus, uh Hulu, all of them are losing money. None of them I I don't I think there might be one out of the whole group and I can't remember which one it is that just recently started making a profit. But all of them are 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 drained. You have to keep pouring tons of money into them with the hope that you're going to see your return somewhere down the line. Yeah, yeah that was the best thing they could have done was say no. And and you know you know damn well, Phil was like, "We're gonna buy you now." Yeah. <laughs> Phil was yeah. like, you know, Phil was pissed. Well, yeah. and, and then he throws them under the bus talking about, you know, well, how come it's not like, well, you know, you know the, what did he call? What did he call when, when they didn't have the uh, the uh, that no, split feature? Screen. The yeah, split the screen. split screen feature. He said, Series S. Yeah. Yeah. And he basically threw them threw them under the bus. And I guess that dude at Larian just called him up and said, look, you want this damn game or not? Because after that little thing, basically saying it's Larian's fault that they can't make it work on our hardware. Yeah. Larian straight up said, I said uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think so, sir. And then and, Uncle Phil bent the knee and, and put it on and, and got it on got it on the hardware. I don't know if it has that feature or not. On the Series S. Yeah. But, Series the thing S that's, okay. but the thing that's hilarious with the whole situation is is they, they did that. And Larian's fire back was like, no, <clears throat> we're not going to put it on your service. And and it's just the way that they said it. Like, this, just it just drips of like, you know, we've it, it for them. It was a value proposition. Like they literally were like, no, we we value our our product too much to, to give it away for free. And I'm just yeah. like, because that makes like, I don't know about you, but that makes me think like, well, why would you put anything on on uh, Game Pass then if if you get nothing back? It's like, right? It's like I would I would want to be on on Game Pass because you know you're getting like people are seeing your game and they're playing your game. But if if you're not getting anything back, you know, then then why do it? it it's it's a guaranteed payday, and but yes. that guaranteed Damn. payday is only limited is going to be severely limited to what you could potentially earn being in the open marketplace. Mm-hmm. And and you know this is this is the other thing. Gaming is the I've been in a couple different hobbies. I've been in uh hobby grade RC. You know, I've been collecting Hot Wheels for since I was knee high to a duck. And I've been into gaming. 
And gaming is the only hobby that I can think of where people see value in the hobby only in as how little money they can spend in it. I've hmm. never been to a car meet where people are talking about, man, I just I just dropped this uh, uh, this this uh, 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 supercharger in my LT6 V8. And I, I'm up to a thousand horsepower now, man. This is great, man. What service did you subscribe to to get that? Because you know I want that performance, but I'll be damned if I want to pay for it. I, I, mm. I mean, I've never been to a a a hobby grade RC meetup or or a get together and listen to people talking about the fact that they're getting the enjoyment out of this. And they saved and they scrimped and they did what they had to do to get whatever modification so they can take part in some kind of upcoming race. I've never heard any of them say, man, uh, you know, you know, that's all great and all. But, you know, I don't really want to spend the money to get those titanium shocks. You know, step that I, I, you know, give me a titanium shock service where I can just pay you five dollars a month and I can get this top of the line stuff for this hobby that I'm supposed to enjoy. Mm. This is this modern state of gaming is just freaking bizarre to me. Where people just just say, man, I I just you know gaming gaming is for everyone and 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 we need to to make sure that it's it's so accessible to if seven if a seventy dollar purchase is going to is is going to take you out of the ability to put food on the table for you and your family, you've got much bigger issues in gaming and a. In a sixteen, thirty, forty, fifty dollar a month subscription is not going to help that situation at all. Mm. You know, and I know that sounds bad and heartless and uncaring and unfeeling, but it's actually the reality of the world. It's asking for um, four star chef creations to be on the Golden Corral. Exactly. Buffet. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, but here's the thing. If, I want my Michelin if, chef for this dollar fifty buffet. But but here's the thing: if you have if you have the if you have a guy like Phil Spencer who's going to go out there and buy these buy these quote unquote chefs, chefs yeah. well then yeah. there you go. That's what I mean. It's like the best value in gaming. I don't know about that, bruh. But maybe now that you're trying to do this stuff, I mean, it would be, it would be interesting to see what happens in in like five five years and then 10 years with this giant uh, Xbox experiment, because that's pretty much what it is. You know, their Xbox is, is trying hard to follow what others have done and see, if, see if they can bend it to their will. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. So. Also what is not able to do it is ESA. ESA has officially killed off E3. So the time has come to say goodbye according to the Entertainment Entertainment uh, Software uh, Association on there. So they have basically tried to relaunch the event numerous times, uh, but they have decided after almost two decades of E3, uh, the time has come to say goodbye. On there, so they've posted on X saying on the official E3 account 
thanks for the memories on there. So it's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye to yesterday. Yeah. According to the statement from the president, CEO uh, Stanley Pierre Lewis, we know the entire industry, players and creators alike, have a lot of passion for E3. We share that passion. We know it's difficult to say goodbye to such a beloved event, but the right thing to do, given the new opportunity, our industry has to reach fans and partners. Jeff Keighley came in and stole the show. That's what happened. So, <laughs> Dorito Pope said, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, he said, thank you. Goodbye. Yep. But I mean, uh, look, when Nintendo and PlayStation left, they, that put them on life support. Let's just be honest about it. <laughs> when Nintendo and PlayStation said, we we can do it ourselves, that's when they went on life support. Everyone, everyone said, um, you know what? Yeah. We're good. Well, a- after that <laughs> last good. PlayStation E3 uh, press conference where, where um, you know, Zanfir and the pan flute for Ghost of Tsushima, I just knew the handwriting was on the wall. Yeah, anyway. I mean, it's like... <laughs> What the, there's no there's not even any effort into it anymore. Yeah. So it's like, why are they going to spend this kind of money and pour it into this week long event when they had when they have garnished enough internal uh, social media cachet to literally shut the inter- the internet down with a tweet, with a post to the 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 PlayStation blog, with a post on Nintendo's official you know Twitter, they can shut the internet down with a post. Why are we spending all this money to do this? So when they yeah. left, when they left, it was a, it was a wrap. It pretty when much they was. Done, it was a wrap. Even before then, I mean, I know I don't want to be humble brag over here, but I have gone to E3s before, numerous E3s, and. My last one was kind of eye-opening because 2016 was the last one I went to. I kind of won some free passes from shuriken.com of all places. And I straight ass went by myself. You know, I didn't have a pass for my wife at the time to go. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to E3. I'm going to go down to LA and go experience it myself. And lo and behold, it's like, even though I got to go on the floor and got to see everything, like I was watching a Nintendo Direct on my phone in some sort of diner by my hotel, you know, and getting all the deets that way versus you know seeing on the mm-hmm. show floor, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. and I think that last um, E3 I went to was kind of really underwhelming. I kind of compared it to where I had to wait in line 45 minutes to play some Destiny multiplayer demo and. You know, I have to say, but uh, some PAXs I've been to have a little bit more uh, care because obviously E3 is meant for business. It's meant for people to conduct the business, not for jokers like me to wander the floor and play kiosk and play new games. I think Steam with their Next Fest and putting demos out in the service is the best thing that they could do for gamers out there. I don't have to sit here and watch numerous Jeff Keighley shows. Just throw the demo on your service, let me download it if I'm interested in playing it. It'd just be like me waiting to play a kiosk at, on the E3 show floor and let me have at it, you know, and do your marketing beads if you need to do your marketing beads. So it didn't really need to exist anymore. Not like I'm going to be making an appointment to go back and talk to anyone like when I was in the press back in the day or anything like that. So it's still sad. <laughs> it's still mm-hmm. sad. Like that really is the end of an era. And I really yeah. thought that I really thought uh it was gonna die during the um uh COVID stuff. 
like I I didn't think it was gonna come back after COVID, and they limped back, and I was like, okay, you know, we're they we're limped here. back, but yeah, they pretty much after that they had the incident, I think, um, where they released a bunch of journalists' um, personal information, including social security numbers, in the docs, and protect the information properly. So a lot of writers out there on journalists on websites had all their personal information thrown out there. The ESA was all like shrug about it, so <laughs> so. Mm. Yeah, they just they finally dragged old Yeller behind the barn. But my yeah. first E three, man. And Jeff Keeley shot it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Jeff Keeley said, "Thank you. <laughs> bye bye." My first E three is kind of magical, you know. I went with John BT, you know, listener John BT. We went and uh, it was kind, of, it was cool. It was cool. How you feeling, uh, John? Let us know in the let us know on the Discord. How you feeling? You sad? You gonna shed a tear? Pour one out for E three? That year was great, man. I got an exhibitor's badge for some reason. They 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 saw I had a I faked the business and uh, the fake business. They thought I was an exhibitor at the show. I actually had the booth, so <laughs> I wound up being be able to walk the floor uh, prior to them opening it up for everyone else. And so I, I was had like, no idea what was going on. <laughs> yep, had no idea. Here's, here's I had no Jabroni. idea what was going on. That's funny 20, to me. <laughs> Twenty-six year old Jabroni chief walking the floor, like you know, being all mystified. Like a big shot. Seen. Nights into dreams for the first time, you know. Going in the nights, dreaming. I think my nights. store would love this. I know my store, yeah. I actually faked it up with some companies too, which is it's great. I just like mm-hmm. just wasting their time here. You got it. <laughs> you know it. This man can't do anything. <laughs> well, I'd like well, to place an order for seven hundred units of this product. Yes. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I was role playing, trying to be like a local mom and pop. You know, I'm not even a local mom and pop. And I'm sitting here. <laughs> I, I, I want to be BRE software <laughs> over here. Jabroni software. Yeah. I'm ERB software. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the name of my company was Video Game Central. Is what the name of the company was. So. That's hella generic. No wonder they I thought know. it was real. <laughs> they thought it was real. <laughs> oh yeah, this is some guy at a strip mall from Madeira. <laughs> you know it. But we had numerous years. I mean, I know we kind of like you know jumped the shark a bit. I know Dom, our friend Dom. Yeah. We went one year because he owned a card shop at the time, and so we got like everyone into E3. Like there was no sort of like screening at all. We had like numerous janitorial assistants with the actual badge holder saying janitorial assistant on the damn badge going in. <laughs> what do you do at the uh, Area 51? I'm the I'm in charge of sanitation. Assistant. <laughs> yes, I, I am the uh, uh, second in charge of sanitation. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a, a lot of stories. Officer. A lot of stories. So, mm-hmm. well, well, speaking of speaking of stories, Valve, this is uh, be our last news article for this episode, has released a statement. So, um, Valve has asked Steam Deck owners to stop stop sniffing the fumes which come out of the handheld's vents. See. <laughs> This, Smelling this the fumes is why. has become something of a meme on the Steam Deck subreddit. This is why we cannot have nice things. Yes. Right? People like this are why we cannot have nice I'm things. I'm huffing my Steam Deck. I'm huffing my Steam Deck, really. Yes, Smelling the Fumes has become something of a meme on the Steam Deck subreddit. 
So if you search smell on the Steam Deck subreddit, you'll find a whole range of posts from people discovering the vent smell, quote unquote, discovering. delightful. Yes. Oh my God. And asking to uh, how to return their Steam Deck once the fans stop smelling. And please for Valve to release a Steam Deck cologne or scented candle. Uh, I weep for the future. Ooh, they dick. I, uh... So a user on Reddit, Metapod100, um, shared a screenshot of a reply they received from a Steam support ticket they put in. And their support ticket stated... Is it safe to inhale the exhaust fumes from the top of a Steam Deck vent? And uh, and it, they're off to the races after that, huh? Yeah, they said it's somewhat of a meme to enjoy the fumes, but I think I kind of like it. And they added for context on the Steam support ticket. I so, like it. so the response from Sandler at Steam Deck support revealed there are no safety concerns with general usage of the Steam Deck, but directly inhaling the device's vent fumes should be avoided. Uh, they say the general recommendations given for all electronics that you shouldn't inhale exhaust fumes from devices. So, it's like, don't tell me how to live, don't tell me how to live my life. So Val, the statement from Valve says, we understand it may be a meme, but please refrain from this behavior for the safety of your health. So, so it's probably not dangerous in small amounts if you inhaled some fumes while you're playing on your Steam Deck, but it's best not to stick your face right in there to really savor the aroma. Really it's best get in sift, there, huh? sniffed in moderation. So just get don't just you know what <clears throat> now now I need for them to put a uh, like a warning sticker on it now because uh, folks are dumb. Um, <laughs> Folks are really, really dumb, and I'm sorry. I'm your by this. mama. I'm your daddy selling Steam Deck in the alley. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, Desmond, you are in. In you're lucky, sir, sir, because word on the street is that the OLED model doesn't smell as good as the original, according no! to you. You're on it's sweeter, Damn it, Joe. cheaper, you sold me a- and does not have me coming back for more. So, um, Damn it, Joe. You did that on so purpose. So you, you are getting the LCD. You're getting the the, the premium. I'm getting uh, the premium one? I'm oh, getting the premium. I got stiff, the premium yeah. one, too. Okay. Oh, All right. Damn. <laughs> I am never leaving the house now. <laughs> this so. is world coming to so, you know there's gonna be people putting like like meth rock on on their Steam Deck vent, <laughs> just like trying to yep. <laughs> trying to cook it on top of this. Yeah. Have you seen the Series X memes where people are like blowing their weed smoke into the Series X and having it come out on top? So don't do that. Don't do that. Oh yeah. Please don't. So, yeah, um, <laughs> Valve has asked for any Steam Deck owners right now, do not smell the uh, smell vent fumes mm-hmm. on there. So don't, don't sniff the vents. Sorry. So Damn. That's please sorry. refrain from this for the safety of your health. And we're bringing it to you right here on the Gaming Vessel Podcast because we want, we want to make sure you're alive and well for years to come. You know, yes. some enterprising person is just going to start buying, like, Steam Deck shells and pulling out the guts and just have the like the mm-hmm. the plastics and the silicon in them and you just plug it in and you just get that steam deck scent. Yeah. And just, you know, you can you can buy it next to your fake put it in your favorite weed shop. You know, I want, you know, uh, purple passion 
And uh, let me get that Steam Deck sent. Yeah. <laughs> Let, Let me get, get that, the deck. Let that me get Valve, the deck. Valve Ultra. <laughs> yes. Having Steam Deck bombs. <laughs> Thank you. Gary. They give you the... Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Oh, boy. That is the Jabroni Gaming News for this Let's episode. It's a, it's a gift under your tree in this news story. So. Well, I'm excited. All right, folks. Huff. You're going to be a huffa? Yep. You know it, buddy. I'm, re- I'm ready for it. Got it. So when you're done huffing your game, your your your, your Steam Deck, you can, uh, on a Thursday night, you can huff on down <laughs> to, to our Discord channel. And check us out every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Because that's the day of the <clears> week <throat> that we decide to hang out with our gaming vessels family playing games catching up and just all around hanging out online so if any of this sounds good to you all you do is just hop into our discord jump into our uh, voice channel for thursday night and whatever game that you have that you want to bring to the table that you want us to play with you you want maybe you have a game that you want to share with the community that's where you have the opportunity to share that game. If we don't have it, we can get a hold of it, no problem, and be able to play right along with you. So you might be asking yourself, well, that sounds like fun. How do I get to be a part of that? It's easy. Just head on over to the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X, 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 X. And hit us up at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link and you're in. So there's no waiting period. There is no Patreon tier list to pay for. Just be a good person. Likes talking about video games and uh, sharing your thoughts on the gaming industry as a whole. Sure that if that if that profile fits you to a T, I think you're going to have a wonderful time in this little community that we're trying to build. We got great people. Good, good place to hang out. News posted on the daily. Gets news, and if and uh, you know if you finish a game, hey, add it to our our uh, rolling credits section, and share your 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 conquer your uh, your conquest with the rest of the community. It's a nice little thing that we got going on there. So highly encourage you to be a part of it. That said, that is going to bring episode 232, The Huffin' Podcast, mm. to a close. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. that that's, my goodness. It's sad. Uh, <laughs> so for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, aka Digadool Might. Get the whiff of that Steam Deck, yo. Stop it. <laughs> and we'll be back next time, episode 233 for your ears. Peace.